Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Uh, hi everybody! Hello everyone! My name is David Bell. I don't know why you're being weird about it. My name is Tom Ryman. And my name's Christian Ramirez. I'm excited, yeah. guys. <laughs> Hi. 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 And and we just watched La Llorona. La Llorona. La not, Llorona. Not the curse of La Llorona. No. no. That is very that, important. Yeah, yeah, that's very important to know. It's not the Blumhouse... Uh, uh, conjuring universe, a la Yorona, uh, of uh, of last year that we hideously butchered the name of. No, we, <laughs> you guys did real good this time. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how do how do we actually say it? It's uh, La Yorona, like La Yorona. Okay, yeah. You know, okay. Okay. Yeah, we got, we yeah, got it. Right. We got it. Yeah. We got La Yorona. Yeah, got, you're good. it's fine. We got the white dude version of it. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to do it in an accent. No, you're you know fine. that oh, feels no, hell worse. No. I'll just feel like an asshole if I do that. Yeah. Lo que se quedó atrás está atrás. No pienses en eso. Uh, yeah, Christian, you suggested this to us. Uh, I assume you had watched it already, right? Um, I, when I suggested it, I hadn't watched it, but I'd, um, I'd read some stuff about it and just, you know, and it was the, the movie that deserved more hype on the last Hypecast I was on. Yes, yeah. we, we did. We did feature this trailer in a hypecast. Yeah, uh, it also um, oh, it's it's got like a ninety five on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's something. It's something. It's something. Uh, yeah, it's ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Dang. Uh, yeah, with critics specifically. Uh, so yeah, this was one I wanted to watch. It's it's Halloween time. Yeah, yeah it's it's, sho- it's Shocktober. Shocktober is. Yeah. I'm sure we went through this in our Curse of Law, Yorona. Uh, uh, can anybody tell me what the backstory is to that folktale? That, that folktale? Yeah, um, we talked about it when on the Hypecast, too. It is, oh, we did. Yeah, it is, uh, it's actually a myth that goes back to pre-Columbian times for... Um, specifically in Central America, but it's kind of a myth that's gone all throughout Latin America. The original myth is about a woman who gets pregnant by somebody who's of an upper class, um, who ends up, the guy leaves her and she goes crazy and drowns their children. uh, And then she also drowns herself. And so she haunts the guy and you can hear her cries um, at night. And that's Got that's it. the original myth. Obviously, this one does a different version of that. Yeah. Yes, they do. They sure do. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
that's why I that's what I wanted to ask is because this is like a different and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a better version almost. Uh, what did you guys think of this film? I, um, yeah, I was Christian, Christian. You go first. Yeah, I was a big fan of it. I think the version of the story that they did is updated and time appropriate. So I, I, I love this movie. It's I think it's real good. Um, I thought I really, really liked the idea mm-hmm. of this movie. Yeah. Um, updating it, uh, the La Llorona story to be about uh, uh, a Mexican general who did a bunch of just fucking genocides uh, in Guatemala. He did some, yeah. he did some light genocide. Yeah. He did Tom. some genocides. He did some genocides in Guatemala, <laughs> and now he's being haunted by uh, a native Central American person. Um, uh, but I, I honestly, I found the film to be quite boring. <laughs> like this, sure. is, this, was, this movie was a drag for me. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I really wanted to like it, yeah. um, and I like the idea of it, but the movie itself just never engaged me. I can kind of see that because um, it's marketed as a horror movie, and it's only nominally a horror movie. Like, right? It's only a horror movie, like in the last five minutes. Right? Like it's yeah. But it is an interesting idea, and it I is, think yeah. um, well, as a drama, I think I. Uh, I don't mind it not being a horror movie because what this movie's really about is a family of mostly women, uh, all women. It's all women. Uh, yeah. Dealing yeah. with the fact that the old man who's on his way out and he's being he's on trial for his genocides. Oh yeah. The movie does a really cool idea, which is that there are protesters constantly outside. Yep. So you can hear them throughout the film. There's no soundtrack really. Uh, and what this movie is... Very, very few. There's a couple of instances of score, but it's very, very sparingly used. Yeah. Yeah. What this film is really about is these women of multi, multi-generational group of women having to come to grips with the truth of this man because... Right. Yeah. They were, they were born into this life. So it's... You can't... You kind of can't blame them, uh, or at least you can't blame, like, for example, the granddaughter. Yeah. Who's sort of... She's young and, you know, kids are well, dumb, she's so she also, doesn't quite know. She's also the closest to the ghost. Yep. Like, the, yeah. the ghost is, is kindest because the ghost, to her. Yeah. Exactly, because the ghosts also know that. So it's, it's really about that side of it, is uh, confronting the misdeeds of this man and from the inside. From right. the people who are also... The protest would tear these people apart, too, if they could. Right. Because... Right, right. The ghost is more of... It's more of a metaphor in this movie, even though it is literally a ghost in the right. film. <laughs> well, um, it's, but it's many ghosts, but yeah. yeah. I, I'm saying the main one, Alma. Oh, yeah. The uh, the housekeeper, who is mm. clearly La Llorona. Um, she's she's super sus. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's, she's incredibly sus. She really likes water. She's like, tell the little girl, I, I, you know, let's see how long you can hold Teaching your breath. Her to hold her breath. She's like, yeah. I don't know about that. Teaching her to hold her breath. She's also the only person in the household who's like clearly native. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's very visibly like Mayan or Central American yeah. or whatever. I, she's I, yeah. Super ghost. Yeah. Uh, she's she's she is exactly the ghost <laughs> like, the fact yeah. that nobody else is like that's the fucking ghost <laughs> when she walks in the well, house yeah no one thinks there's a ghost except yeah. for the dad except for the dad the who, thing, almost, who think, almost shoots his wife in the face in like the he opening almost shoots five a few seconds people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 
because he he knows from the start sort of like they think he's ogling her but i'm pretty sure he's just like she's a fucking ghost <laughs> yeah i mean he is he is ogling her he has a huge boner in that scene a ghost boner yeah though. yeah <laughs> um yeah this movie it, the ghost is more of a metaphor in that it's exactly what Dave is saying. It's about a family dealing with the fact that their patriarch is this monster and yeah. that each generation of them is somewhat complicit hmm. um, with, with the wife being the most so, and then, you know, gradually from there on. Yeah. And that's, um, I read an interview with him that was on com with Jairo Bustamante, who's the guy who directed and wrote this. And he said that was a lot of the point of this was that there's three different generations as in terms of this Guatemalan genocide and how they deal with it. And the older people don't really even recognize it. They don't talk about it. It's not something that they even think about at all mm-hmm. on a daily basis. The middle generation, which is the mom, um, yeah, is one that kind of deals with it. Like they don't know how to deal with it because it's something right. they were raised in. And then the younger generation is something that um, they are just going to try to say. It's like, okay, well it's you, it's your guys' responsibility now to do something with this that we failed to do. And that's, and they straight up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no. And that they, was his they... idea around the, the okay, movie. Yeah. They straight up confront it. The younger girl is sort of talking about it because she doesn't know not to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, spoilers, it's the the wife of this general who ends up choking his ass out because <laughs> she is, gets directly attacked by the ghosts in a mental way where they're like, this is what he did to us yeah. because she needs that the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just, uh, I assume they didn't tell anybody what happened because it's like, it's almost a comedic cut to funeral. Yeah. And it's just like, they're all like looking at each other like, no No, shit. That was a weird night. Don't fucking tell anyone it's, this is our burden to bear now. (laughs) Yeah. But I think Tom focusing on what you found slow about it. I should say that I woke up and watched this film. So I think I've mentioned this before. You know, when you you wake up and you watch a film, you're a little more, if it's slow, you're more patient with it because you're waking up. You're not like on edge. You're not caffeinated. You're just kind of living in the movie. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I recognize that it's a bit slow. And I think the, I guess the reason why is because like that, what we just discussed is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think the characters are a little... Um, uh, this is hard because I guess what I was going to say is the characters are so bummed all the time <laughs> that they're a little lifeless, but they should be. That's... Um, well, that's Yeah, that, that ultimately... So, that's, that's a good argument to make, but that ultimately is a main point of why I found this film to be dull, is that sure. everything is so flat. Yes, yeah. and but in, they I guess in order to have... Uh, fix that because you can't make you can't like stick a a bodyguard who's like a comic relief although that would be funny uh, he just comes keeps coming and be like hey Greg is here what, guys what happened to that bodyguard by the way he got led away by the ghost children yeah he just ran I guess he ran outside while they were doing the seance at the end I think the ghosts they realized you catch four flies with honey yeah so like the ones that they were like we, look we, something's gonna go up, go down in there so they're like, how do we get rid of the bodyguard? This is like, let's just have two children be like, come with yeah. us. Yeah. I kinda, I'm not going to lie. I kind of liked the bodyguard. 
yeah. Like, yeah. I also like the idea that he's outside, like playing with the kids. Turns around, his his employer has been choked out. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, his employer, children. His employer has been strangled to death by yeah. by his wife. Fucking kids got me. God again. damn ghost children every time. Ah. Uh, but so the way you would you would uh, compensate mm-hmm. normally is you would make this movie have more scares leading up, and it does sure. have some uh, horror moments, but a, there, a lot of them are fake outs, and a lot of them yeah, are just sort of creepy moments. Yeah. Right. This movie is mostly just creepy. There's no real horror moment in it because for the most part, they're inside i will say the creepiest fucking moment of this movie as far as i'm concerned is when the woman is giving her testimony yeah uh yeah. with the veil and the director does this very specific thing by the way this director his other film was uh nominated for best foreign language yeah on the oscars uh what was it he I, I don't remember um let me see um it's called uh itch itch canoe um it's yeah it's based uh, it has another it's another one that centers on native people and has the main character the maria mercedes coroy who is la llorona in this one. Oh yeah yeah she's the ghost in this one yeah yeah um she was in that one too oh cool okay the way this director shoots scenes i love i love i love i love i love it um a lot of like odd shots like for example when he frames this woman giving her testimony she is center frame and it's this isn't anything new but it's a, just a slow pull out right uh, we don't as she's we talking don't, for like minutes we don't see her interpreter until like the last line yeah yeah and she's just describing what happened to her and there's a bunch and, of other women in the uh i guess the audience is that what you call it in the courtroom um yeah. who are also who are also wearing veils yeah yeah uh, and so you instantly know what's up yeah. uh, from that, from the veils and from, uh, and he, he does this great, like I, these, these moments of visual, um, uh, like not drama, um, suspense that aren't necessarily like horror suspense, but he like, for example, when they're, uh, the, the other character who's often framed this way is the general, uh, center screen, like center of the shot no matter where he is if he's sleeping in bed uh often like very close up on his face and the part where he's at court again where they the judge is starting the verdict they do this beautiful thing where the photographers in the back start slowly riling and slowly standing and slowly like building behind him yeah uh and it's these really like it's almost the choreography of the scene and this the cinematography makes these really great suspense moments yeah. that aren't necessarily they're like emotional suspense more than anything else mm-hmm. but they come off really chilling in these scenes and i really really liked that yeah for me um i will say about the courtroom scene uh he actually drew a lot from actual things that happened uh, there was a court case and he he had this lady Rigoberta Menchu who is a civil rights leader in Guatemala and the the thing with the veils was an actual like real moment that um, happened and at the at the end I'm just looking at the article that I read about this he was talked about um, she was giving testimony and at the end 
they all took off their veils as like a symbol of um, them not being no longer being afraid to give this testimony. And so therefore the justice system should do their job and not be afraid to convict the general that was on trial. Um, ah. So yeah, this is, he draws heavily from history and um, I do, I agree about the whole, the slow pans, the slow zooms and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. A lot of uh, shots on tripods, like yeah. uh, just like kind of watching the scene unfold. Yeah. It's not super complex the way that any of this is shot, but it is, I do like the way he fills up like he, the way he paints a picture, like everything that's within the frame is i mean i i just i really like the way that it's shot even though it's simple yeah it's also um from the perspective of the family right Mm -hmm. in a almost sympathetic way including the general at times yeah uh which is an interesting choice yeah Uh, well i mean it's i think it's the appropriate choice yeah um yeah because it's showing you that you know, monsters aren't born in a cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't crawl out of a volcano from hell. So yeah, except just, for Gollum. Except, except for, for Gollum. Gollum. Except for Gollum. Right. Except for Gollum. No, but like, yeah, like dudes like Hitler and the dudes that do genocides are just kind of fucking normal ass dudes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like, I, I, yeah. How? Who? Who amongst us hasn't shot at our maids? <laughs> uh, you know. Right. But you know what I'm because saying. Because that's how you get a ghost. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I like that. Like, what does he think that gun's going to do to the ghost? Whatever. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. He. I mean, he keeps going to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's his he only... almost shoots his wife. He almost shoots his, his granddaughter. He yeah. shoots yeah. his granddaughter. He in the arm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's his yeah. only recourse. Someone's got to take away his guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they say at the beginning that they're going to take him away. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. I guess that they just didn't. I don't know. I forgot. They. I mean, he maybe he's got a lot of guns, and he just hid that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's. They make him into. He's sympathetic in everything except for like the things that you hear about him, and right, right. And, yeah, he's a fra- He's a frail old man. Right. Like when he when he gets convicted of genocide, he has like a stroke. Yeah. Like he has a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this withered, uh, pitiable old man. Yeah, and you don't see yeah. until the very end that oh yeah, no, this guy's a fucking monster. Like, yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I think they wanted to instill a little bit of doubt, right, of whether or not he did this stuff. But I don't think that was ever a question because well, it was it was always a light question because the the question they raised at during the trial and among the family is like, well, did did he actually do these things or did he just give orders? And right. like when I saw that scene, I was like, well, there's no, what's the difference, sweetheart. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, I think this is why this also fits really well with La Llorona, uh, as a, as a like monster for this. Yeah. Because that folklore is a weeping woman. Mm-hmm. And this movie begins with a moment where, uh, he wakes up and hears a woman weeping. Yes. And he immediately gets his guns. Yes. Uh, and I was like, dude, maybe someone needs help. But clearly this isn't the first time he's heard no, it. No, he, mm-hmm. so, he knows something's coming for him. Yeah. But the question of like, like if you remember in The Sixth Sense, there was this great moment in The Sixth Sense where Bruce Willis was like, 
you think the ghosts need help? Uh, and, he, and that's when that's when like it starts. You know, uh, the boy gets it gets better because he's like, oh yeah. Uh, and so like, if you saw someone in your house weeping, that would be like, if you don't know you're in a horror movie, your first instinct would be, oh, this person needs my help. Right. Uh, and yeah. so, what kind of what? Who is the type of person? that the sounds of a weeping woman would be a threat. It's a person who's guilty. Yeah. It's a person who their weeping is a sign of their guilt. It's a, and it's, they're a, it's afraid. An, it's, it's an indictment, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And the, the thing haunting them is... And I, again, I don't remember... Like, I, I, I understand the... Yeah, a woman drowns her kids weeping. I, uh, but the weeping in, like, the original story, I assume, is not, like... She doesn't haunt people who necessarily caused. No, she's her. She's just trying to steal kids and stuff. Exactly, she's a vengeful ghost in the original too. Right, but obviously, it's not always vengeful against people that deserve it. It's right. Yeah, it's just the and the Yorona is going to steal your kids if like they run away or they're bad kind of stuff. Right, and it makes this so much better. Yeah, that it's a weeping woman and she is a direct threat to this man because he's a monster mm-hmm. yeah uh i thought that was it's, that's it's such a good yeah. fit yeah yeah uh because it is like a sign of his guilt and then they they extend it to at the end uh when, when she's about to choke out her husband <laughs> all of them show up outside yeah uh they're having a whole party and the, they're like the protesters mm-hmm. Um, who again are a threat throughout like I love when they're in the ambulance yeah and they're thumping on the side of the ambulance yeah Yeah, and you're not sure what it is at first and it sounds really creepy Uh, and you don't know and there's you know there's a little girl in there and you know like again it's all framed of like oh no they're gonna get you and it's like but also maybe they should get at (laughs) least one of you also you have this coming yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly Yeah, and uh, I don't know, this is a movie that I think, even though it's slow, I'm going to always, for this one, I was always going to give it more more rope, I guess, when it comes to those sorts of things, just because it is a story that's like personal, personally important, that I, I think it's the kind of story that needs to be told. So even if it's going to be kind of slow, then I it's not going to matter to me. Like, it's something that right. I was invested in in the first place. So I was, I had going into it, I was already like, yeah, this is, this is the stuff that was going on that made my grandparents move here in the 80s. Like, this is the stuff that mm-hmm. is vitally important that I think needs to be talked about more because we don't have enough, like, we don't have enough of these kinds of stories in the first place. So, and this, right. yeah, and this is such a common story just all across the Americas and yeah that's the and that's that's like the 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 like conundrum of this uh is that you could add a bunch of scares in it sure but are you taking away from the point then uh is it destined to be slow is i guess my question i think it is because i think it has to be yeah yeah um and i think i'll enjoy this movie more on a second viewing um because it is it really is kind of a perfect idea yeah to tell a story like it's merging this piece of folklore from these uh people who, specifically from this group of people who were targeted by uh the military in the 80s yeah um to 
tell a story about how they were targeted by the military <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think adding jump scares or dumb shit to this would just <laughs> cheapen it. And that's, and then you'd get the Curse of La Llorona, which is what we watched last year, which is a fucking dog shit movie that everyone should yeah. be embarrassed about. <laughs> it <laughs> reminds me of um, Michael Haneke, the, the, the director of um, Funny Games. Yeah. Talking about, which again, I we, we talked about this at length with Jason, about like depicting the Holocaust in a suspenseful way for entertainment, which... You know, we had our different yeah, opinions I dis- from I dis- him. I disagree with that, but um, yeah. But it's the same question yeah. for this almost, uh, because it. I think the better comparison that like he he was getting at is like Nazi zombies, right? Yes. Whenever we're one hundred like, percent Nazi zombies, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and and that's the thing is that this is like these are people uh, suffering from genocide. Uh, do you really want them jumping out at people <laughs> like ghouls? <laughs> right. Uh, well, and this this uh, movie goes so much into um, the psychology of the uh, the family unit around uh, a person that does this, and yes. like the humanity of a person that does this. Yeah. And it's like sometimes it's so disconnected that it's like it's really shocking. Like like we see in this movie. Like he, aside from like the times he shoots his gun, um, aside, apart from the times he shoots his his granddaughter in the arm, um, <laughs> he's basically just a grandfather. Like yeah. he's just a yeah. regular old man. Yeah. Um, but it's I think this movie does a really good job of juxtaposing those two things. Of like, well, there are things people do. Um, that are monstrous and, uh, and inexplicable. And then it's just completely divided from who they are in their personal private lives. Right. It's monsters are made from society. Like it's from a larger thing that created this guy as a monster because you can see him when he's so sympathetic when he's laying there weak and frail and just telling his daughter that he loves her and stuff like that. And then because and yeah like you said that's super effective when it comes to telling the tale of this guy wasn't born a monster this guy was a monster because of all of these circumstances and all of the things the choices that he made within those circumstances like these yeah, and the and, yeah and the allowances that society yeah. made him like like um like in black Klansmen. yeah um Topher Grace's David Duke is very amiable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, in the most recent uh, Borat movie, if you guys have seen it. Um, I have not. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> he, he he shacks up for a brief period with two ultra conservative dudes who are really <laughs> nice to him. They're right. very kind guys, but they're also like QAnon Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about the idea because I never in this movie I never once liked the general. No, um, no. I would say like uh, critiquing this from a film perspective, it's predictable. Sure. Uh, you kind of know. Okay, the ghosts are going to haunt him. He's going to die. Uh, it, it, that doesn't really. That's not like a hit against it because a lot of horror films are predictable. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's more about the family too. Yeah. Yes, it's more about the family. It's more about who who kills him. Right. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, but at, at no point did I sympath. I I get what you guys are saying, but it's that thing where I guess maybe I've watched so many movies that I didn't have sympathy for him once, even when the movie tried to, because it was like, well, you're a monster. Well, I mean, I think my uh, question is, did I you, think it's did more you- like sympathy for the family. They do the thing where the wife uh, wets the bed because she has she's yeah, having she a, has dream. a bad, bad dream. Yeah. And it's them. It's them who are like, it, again, it's tough because they're very rich. Yeah. They're doing very well. Um, but, and I think that's, I think that's part of the movie mm-hmm. is to make us feel almost complicit be, and make us feel uh, divided constantly because it is like, oh, these poor, these poor people. But also they're like sitting in their backyard eating fresh fruit, yeah. uh, meditating they're, while they're, you can hear people scream at them. backyard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, 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 I think it's meant to, a film like this is almost meant to appeal to American audiences, uh, suburb audiences. That's where the conflict, because you, you can relate to them uh, and they're enjoying things that aren't like luxuries. Right necessarily but like are clearly considering what they've done right (laughs) or who they are it feels like they're being they're getting good better treatment you know like they briefly they hold their the help hostage for their benefit yes uh and then the help all leave so they're not good people no but um i I think a weird comparison and i am not advocating for this film (laughs) is Sandra Bullock in Crash, uh, where sure. you kind of feel bad for her because she doesn't understand why she feels the way she feels. Right. From what I remember, I've only seen that movie once, and it changed my life. No. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, this is not a great movie. but uh, it, it, uh, it is an embarrassing film. It was. Yes, but her character, I remember being interesting because the whole idea is she's like racist and just always angry, and then she hurts herself, and no one comes to help her. Yeah, and it's this realization that she is just a toxic human and into herself, and so it's this family who's sort of like they've spent their life denying it, and they say it. They say like, "Oh, those women, they were whores. They they weren't yeah. they weren't raped." And they clearly have these really toxic dogma in their family to protect them from the very obvious truth. Yes. It reminds me a lot of, you know, powerful people in general, the stories they have to tell themselves every day so they don't walk into the ocean, you know? Uh, And so you can, you almost feel bad for them because they've been, they're lying to themselves for so long. And they, there's this bitterness in their, in them. That's why they're kind of soulless. That's why they're not entertaining to watch because they're very sad. People. They're, they're depleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want. Uh, I want to be clear that I don't think I ever felt sorry for the family. I think that I was trying to more communicate that it, how effective it is to do it through the lens of this family, where you're only, yeah. you only ever hear the protesters outside who are screaming for justice who that they're never going to get and right like, we only we only ever right. see them from the family's point of view exactly. it's never it's never on the ground level it's always them looking out the window or yep. us hearing the protesters in the background yeah yeah so very it it follows like shots there where like he's looking at the protesters and it zooms in mm-hmm. slowly on the one that is relevant 
that's looking right oh, back. Oh, on La Llorona? Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, 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 she yeah. when she approaches. The <laughs> they do it a couple times. It's, uh... Yeah, I loved how they did that. Yeah. That scene where it's clearly the fucking ghost walking <laughs> towards the yeah. house. My favorite is when the little girl looks up and she's holding the frog. And and then she's just like, oh, cool, frog. Yeah. And then they walk away together. Yeah. And it, like they don't even have to say anything. It's just like, I got this frog. Yeah. It's like, you, yeah, you, I like frogs. You want to fuck with this frog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah, want to fuck with I'm that frog. Yeah. I'm a child. It's fucking frog o'clock. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's frog o'clock, baby. <laughs> frogs delight me. Yeah, I like. I don't care where you're from. If you're a child and someone hands you a frog, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I got a frog now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I wanted to. I do want to mention that I really loved the actual performances. The acting in this movie is something mm-hmm. that I could watch like all day. Because even though there, they there was a level of like muted, like oppressed, like feeling yeah. that they were conveying the whole time. I do mm. there was a big part of it that just like the two person scenes or like the three person scenes that happened were really super effective to me. Like I I yeah. just really enjoyed them going through this emotional drama together. It was I enjoyed watching that specifically. And again, from the perspective of the family, they do they do some things that are very interesting. I like the scene where they're like when they accept that there's probably ghosts. Yeah. Um, they uh, they go to cleanse the father, the general of evil. Mm. They do like a cleansing ceremony, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and try that yeah, on give him. Give that a shot. <laughs> yeah, because there's that woman who's the help, who's like clearly been with the family yeah. for a while, and might also be the general's daughter. Daughter, yeah, yeah. Uh, great film, but uh, yeah, it's uh, 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 she's sort of. Like, unlike the other help who are like, I don't give a shit about this family. You got ghosts and protesters. We're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unlike that, she's clearly devoted to them almost as a family member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she she also completely <laughs> accepts the idea of the innocence of this man. Yeah. Well, and I don't even because know it, if she completely accepts the innocence of it. It's just that maybe she also knows that, yeah, that's her dad. So she's going to stick around because it seems like the right. mom definitely knows that that that's her i mean i guess stepdaughter i don't know but um right. yeah and yeah i guess i just enjoy the symbolism of having somebody who's a servant in the house like that extra level of drama of like oh she's she's like an albatross around his neck she is this symbol of all the dirty shit that he did but she's not even allowed to be really a part of the family because of that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's shit. What was I going to say? Yeah. There's, there's a conflict between like devotion to family in this, mm-hmm. because you think about the idea of like, if someone in your family murdered someone right. and was on trial and like, pretty clearly did it yeah there you'd still kind of be like no yeah i'm on their side yeah you don't just stop uh, loving like, you can't just stop loving your dad if he was like this has been your dad your whole life and you're only finding out about that kind of shit now it's it's a super conflicted place to be in especially for like the mom's character it's oh yeah it's always funny when like 
something happens and they interview the family and they're like i don't think they did it and it's like well of course you don't you're po- you're pot committed yeah you're invested in this it's, it's all good ideas it's yeah. all good yeah. ideas yeah yeah this is and again like i feel like i'm gonna like this movie more the next time i watch it but yeah the idea is solid and i really respect the filmmaker and what they were going for with this movie even though it was kind of dull to me <laughs> sure yeah i i was looking at reviews and basically it's like new york times uh roger ebert.com they all loved it and then like bloody disgusting is like the fuck uh because it's 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 if you're watching which again explains like 98 yeah. percent critics 60 percent audience because they pushed it as a horror film and i would it's almost not really yeah. yeah count it as a supernatural drama yes more than a horror film yeah it uses uh, the language of horror films and like the i guess the yes. the dressing of it without it actually using all of it and like using jump scares and shit like that yeah um, for sure right i mean jump scares are not it's also like the the subject is horrible exactly. it's a horror yeah subject it's like i said the part that filled me with the most dread is that courtroom scene mm-hmm. so there's definitely like there's something to it being a horror film it's just i i like for example a movie that i never thought about uh as a horror film was was compared to one was uh downfall the hitler yeah. movie the hitler meme movie which i think we also talked about in the uh we Jason did podcast, yeah we did in the funny games weird. podcast yeah but like when you watch that film it's it's it reminds you of like jonestown and there's this these moments that are straight out of a horror movie because you're watching a bunch of illogical people self-destruct uh and and take children with them and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's like watching a cult uh and so like i think horror movies can be all shapes and sizes when depending on how you think of them uh because you know there, we all know the slow burn non jump scare horror is designed to just kind of deeply frighten you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing. The thing in this movie that's deeply frightening isn't the ghost. Yeah. It's it's the the general. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost think maybe that's what they could. I uh, I would have actually liked more of hearing from the general more charisma from him because he's again like. They they put, they went with sympathy because he's old. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, he's just like shooting up his house and and being weird and old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been interesting to make him like really charismatic. Sure. Yeah, it's um, it's the type of subject that you could make a very compelling courtroom drama about. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Just because, and like you said, that's the scene where you feel the most tension is just when she's giving her testimony because yeah, it's that's, it naturally has tension in that. Right. But again, I guess it is the point is that you don't feel like you're in the room with a monster with the scenes with the general, uh, because that you're not supposed to, you're supposed to feel like you're in the room with their, the dad, you know, who's, or grandpa who's, who's aging and confused. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, they, they go for, like like Tom pointed out, he has a stroke as soon as he the verdict happens. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. that's It's interesting. Uh, it's a yeah. neat idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's and I feel like this movie also it doesn't pull punches when it comes to the reality setting in of oh yeah he had the the verdict that they rendered was that he was guilty but also a higher court throughout the trial so now he's just gonna escape to his mansion and live out the rest of his days (laughs) there yeah because that was that thing where like my first instinct was like wait why aren't they bringing his ass to jail right what the hell and then it was like oh right yeah uh, so the ghosts are just like, well, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Can we kill him? Like, we can't really do anything. Can we make his wife choke him to death? <laughs> yeah, I bet we could do that. Do that, please. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, we should do the thing that the people, actual people in the movie were doing more often, where just protesting outside of somebody's house because, you know, they're a fucking monster, <laughs> making sure that they right. don't have a comfortable place to live in. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there's a big, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a whole, cause it's a ghost protest at the yeah. end. That's the whole thing is like the protesters and the ghosts are kind of one in the same in this. Yeah. Uh, in that, like, like the, 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 the protesters are kind of haunting the house. And then at the end they think at first they're seeing protesters yeah. and they're like, wait, no, those aren't protesters. Yeah, those are the people that are, that got disappeared by the fucking death squads. Yeah. God, if it didn't work, if the, uh, cause the ghosts don't seem like they can hurt anybody. Cause you'd think they, they would just choke them out themselves. Right. Like if the wife didn't choke him out, do you think the ghosts would just protest? <laughs> Probably just with signs. And they're like, shit. <laughs> and I mean, we just got more layers of protesters. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and that, I'd like to hope they can hurt him, but they didn't. See, you know, I mean, he's already like he was gonna die soon, anyways. He was having all those breathing problems, and yes, he was had dementia, is what it seemed like. So, if you yeah, if you d- dumped a bucket of feathers on him, he'd die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I just want to mention, but the one that was one thing that I really liked when they did it was the way that the three generations of women in the house were responding to the protesters because the grandma was always just calling them savages and like basically mm-hmm. fuck those people. Yeah, and the mom had a mixed relationship where she was sometimes she was like you could tell that she was uncomfortable, but it's also like she understands that they're not there for no reason. And then the daughter even yeah. has that moment where she's listening to them play music at the protest and she tells her mom, mom, that's, it's beautiful what they're doing out there. Yeah. The daughter's like, this is like a party. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was yeah. just, that's just feeds into the whole, the idea that the main, I guess, dramatic crux of this movie is just the, the three different generations and how it affects them differently. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I should I do want to note the ghost's goal I don't think is to actually kill him. No. No. I think the ghost's goal is to expose him yeah. and that's the idea is the it's the family because again uh, 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 La Llorona ingratiates herself on the family. Yeah. She uh, she enters their house. And so the idea isn't like we're just going to torment you. It's it's more like this he he did this thing and we want you to know we want everybody to know and like you're kind of the last people to accept this Mm -hmm. yes because that's the thing is those are whenever someone comes out as a monster that is kind of the last people to accept it right is the people who are the closest to that person Mm -hmm. because that's the hardest 
that's the the people whose minds are hardest to change Mm -hmm. and the ghosts have to literally blast the 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 misdeeds the 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 images of the genocide into the mom's head because yeah there's sort of nothing she married this man you know like it's it's uh, that's that's really all she has to live what he did yeah she spent and then those people yeah are also i think the quickest to turn on a dime once they're convinced Mm. uh and she does that and chokes his ass out yeah she spent her whole life creating and accepting the narrative around the fact that he was doing something for his country that the only people he ever killed were the gorillas and not the actual like women and children so she she's the one that has been once that breaks that's like her whole life shattering and she fucking kills him right. yeah it's not for him he's gonna die yeah. like you said he's he's seconds away from death anyway yeah. uh it's this is about the family it's about the women in this family it's not about him yep yeah 100 percent. Uh, yeah cool film uh any other thoughts on this uh no I don't. Um, I need to. I think I need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, it's a breezy, like 90, 95 yeah. minutes. I wouldn't call it breezy, but it is a ninety-five. <laughs> sure. It is ninety-five. Minutes. Yeah, it's not going to take your whole day away to watch it. Um, for yeah. for me, I would say anybody who's like, especially like I said, for me who has um, personal stakes in this kind of a movie, it's a very palatable way to learn about something because he does just directly pull stuff that actually happened in history and talks about it through the lens of horror. So I think it's, it's a good way to digest that kind of stuff if you haven't already digested it in another way. Yeah. And I'd say if you like real slow burn horrors, uh, it comes at night kind of comes to mind. Although I think that had a little more, uh, but like, anything that it's like it's not exactly a horror yeah it's on the fringes of horror it's it's i would call it almost in the horror genre experimental Mm -hmm. uh because of that so i don't know if if you're more into the slow burn into the unconventional horrors uh you know and this will do you yeah and especially if you just like family dramas like (laughs) that's yeah it's an it's very much that it is it is primarily that yeah. yeah If you enjoy genocide stories, <laughs> I guess uh, this you know this is the one for you. You sick, you sick fuck. Oh, I do like the fact uh. that the one guy that was at the very beginning, who was obviously another general, who said that right. if he's he says if if they convict him, then they're going to come for us next. At the very end of the movie, you can see that La Llorona, oh, yeah. the La Llorona is actually coming after him now. So. Yeah, they ghosty after. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good plant and payoff. I enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 I think that's a sewed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christian, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for thank suggesting you. this movie. Yeah. I'm very happy that I got a chance to talk to you guys about it. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, where can we find you? Give us, give us your... Give us your info. Yeah, um, I'm mainly on Twitter at fanboychristian. That's Christian with no H. Um, and I do stuff on Small Beans sometimes. Hopefully, more stuff in the near future. Uh, I was kind of taking a break for a while, but uh, yeah, check out my stuff there. And I mean, people on this network have heard me before 
on <laughs> some of your yeah. other shows. So yeah, check out my stuff there again. Maybe we'll I don't know. We'll do something again, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um I'll tell I'll tell you all about our Patreon real quick. Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Uh go look, go look. Oh, and I think oh, I think we still have our um producer tiers still open, you guys. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, check yeah, that yeah. out. Um, we also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash gamefully unemployed where you can get t-shirts, stickers, masks, mugs, uh, posters, all kinds of shit, um, including some new designs. Um, so check yeah. that out. Check, check it, it out. out. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, you can watch your movies with us on Friday nights. I'm usually there. You sh- yeah. You sure can. <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch last time? Oh, what man. Bullshit? The faculty. Um, <laughs> Cat's Eye. Cat's, Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye. And fucking 13 Ghosts. 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck what it. a fucking night. Just that's what we Pinnacle. had going on. <laughs> Quality. Oh, you can trust our opinions about movies. Yeah. 